Hey guys, I have a question for you. How do you spread abundance? This year, Joe and I are spreading even more abundance by giving out insights on money, wealth strategies, and resources in our current newsletter, Creating Abundance in 52 Weeks, that we want to share with you for free. So sign up right now as you're listening to this episode on our website at www.abundantculture.co. That's .co slash newsletter, www.abundantculture.co slash newsletter. Don't let delay get in the way of your abundant year. Now, back to the episode. Welcome back to Abundant Culture Podcast. Where we dissect the mindsets and tactics of the true beast of business. People like Gary V, Grant Cardone, and Warren Buffett. All to create a blueprint to experience life more abundantly. So, hi everyone. Welcome to Abundant Culture Podcast. Um, This episode is for you guys to get a little bit of insight on a conversation that Joe and I were just having. Um, We were talking about taking extreme ownership. (laughs) And you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. So, extreme ownership is this idea that was uh, brought up to me by one of my good friends, Daniel Kwok, who was also the person who mentored me in uh, real estate business and raising capital, all the things that I kind of do now. And But it was brought up to him uh, by this guy named Jocko Willink. Now, I don't think they know each other personally, but uh, Jocko Willink is this um, ex, I think, Navy SEAL. Um, he's also wrote a book, and I think he also runs a business. And I think he teaches jujitsu. He does a few things. Um, yeah, uh, real badass, honestly. Um, and he uh, was in the military, um, and he has this. He created this ideology of extreme ownership. And the thing that I like so much about that ideology is that when you take it, let me let me start, I guess, by saying what it means to really take extreme ownership. It's it's to basically um, take responsibility for your surroundings. And for everybody, I feel like that's uh, slightly different. For example, if you're like a you know 17-year-old kid, obviously uh, your version of extreme ownership will really just be over yourself because you don't necessarily, you may not have like, you know, children of your own or whatever, maybe you do, but um, your, your, your whole uh, mentality should be um, what do I control at the end of the day? And I think that's something that Jocko Willink was uh, really adamant about exploring and I can't remember the story he has a TED talk on uh, YouTube if you want to ever look it up but uh, he was telling a story about how something happened and uh, each one of his uh, soldiers that he was over was taking the blame because each one of them had made a mistake but Jocko Willink instead of allowing his soldiers to take the individual blame for something that they might have done wrong he took the blame for the entire team and I do believe that uh, he, if I'm not mistaken, if I, if I remember correctly, he did get into some trouble for that. But I think that's the most uh, 
one of the things that I admire most about Jocko Willink is that honestly, most people don't have the courage, the tenacity or the resilience to look at a particular situation and say, um, I'll take the blame or I'll take the fault for everything that's happened um, in this particular situation. And I think that's a very unique thing. So the reason me and Jasmine was talking about extreme ownership is I guess lately we've been uh, seeing a lot of people talk about how this whole coronavirus thing is, isn't their fault. And well, and it's, let me, um, go back a little bit. The reason that this conversation even came up today, um, and excuse us looking raggedy, his, him not having a haircut and my hair just looking a mess because we were just eating breakfast and we had to record this conversation. And the reason this conversation just came up is because we were listening to the London Real podcast by Brian Rose, and he had uh, Robert Kiyosaki on there, obviously talking about the economy right now. And they mentioned, it was like a brief 15 to 30 seconds, they mentioned how the media is telling people that it's not their fault. And we agree that Yes, the coronavirus isn't your fault. You couldn't have known about this. You couldn't have done anything about it. But you have to take accountability and responsibility for where you're at right now. So like I saw um, a couple posts on social media actually talking about and telling people that like, oh, you know, this situation isn't your fault. The coronavirus is not your fault, but where you're at, how you're thinking is your fault. Like I was getting frustrated the other day. That was my fault. I should have, I don't know. I should have did something different than to sit and worry and anxiety because, you know, the media and um, people are putting that pressure onto me. So that was my responsibility to change it around, do something productive, uh, think differently. Yeah. And the people, honestly, um, it's no secret that most millionaires and billionaires are actually created in recessions and there is going to be a recession from this. You can honestly argue that we're technically in one. Um, and there's going to be people that come out successful on the other side. And the people who do that aren't the people that's waiting at home for a stimulus check. Now I'm not saying and that you should So not. it's not the people that are um, victimizing themselves. Exactly. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take, I'm taking the stimulus check. If I was a billionaire, <laughs> if I was a billionaire, I'll still take my stimulus check. I don't care. But what I'm saying is they're not the people that are relying on it. The things that I was doing before this whole coronavirus thing happened, I've actually sped up in doing them. So I've gotten arguably more productive during this whole outbreak. Mm -hmm. And I think I see a lot of people, honestly, you know, locking themselves up in, you know, their homes and literally just trying to wait things out. And, and this is like, um, well, in the U.S. anyway, this is probably going to be a month and a half to two months of your life. Like this is probably the greatest time that we'll ever have that, you know, we see ourselves um, for opportunities. Like, for example, Joe and I are looking for our next business to buy. And Two of them. now we're probably going to get these businesses on pennies on the dollar 
literally like we will not be paying any of our own money and probably not a lot of other people's money either for the businesses that we're buying because um we're going to be the ones bailing people out i mean the opportunities are going to be so great during this time so it's really a matter of how you look at things it's like your perspective on it if you're victimizing yourself and um you're all down because you're unemployed do something about it yeah and i think the what I like about what you just said is the the trick is really just to do something. Um, people, I think people uh, and, and do some, do an income producing activity at that. Don't yeah. just start a hobby and play the game. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and personally, I think a lot of people confuse patience with uh, endurance. Uh, my um, I guess my favorite word for this year is, is endurance. And when you're, uh, I think when a lot of people are saying to be patient, what they really should be saying is to endure whatever hardship that they are going through. And in my mind, and this is just what the difference is between the two for me, uh, patience is really, um, you're just really waiting on something. And I know this, um, on social media, there's this guy named Ed Milet. He's built uh, multi-million dollar businesses and he doesn't like the term patience because um, when you're being, patience for a lot of people implies that they're not doing anything. Now it doesn't have to mean that you're not doing anything, but that's what it means for a lot of people. A lot of, I hear people say, oh, I'm just trying to be patient. And when they're being patient, they're not doing anything. Whereas when I'm trying to be patient, I'm actually doing things in a direction where I want to go. So I like the term endurance a little bit more because when you're enduring something, it's it's active, where uh, patience is more so of a, a passive thing. And I think during this whole coronavirus thing, it's just not a time to be passive. I feel like it's not the time to wait around and hope and it's always a time to pray but not hope there's a big difference between those two things and i think um it, while you're praying you should be acting on certain things as well because when else are you going to have a whole month where you could just do whatever you want and you have so much time on your hands like there should be no excuses about um not having time to do stuff like yeah, I posted earlier today on my Instagram that I was looking for book recommendations and that I haven't had a lot of time to read as much as I like to lately, but that's because I'm doing other things. Like we've yeah, been working so on revamping this course like the for the past week now. We've been like nonstop doing it, like to make sure that it's as great as it can be. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's just like and just just don't be the victim you know like it, it's it's not cute it's just <laughs> not cute anymore um and the reason i say that is because um you know as many of you both as many uh, many of you probably know that me and jasmine uh we are um christian and even if like you know you, even if you don't want to use that title I, I would just say I have a relationship uh, with, We're believers. With, with God or my creator. Um, and you don't have to be Christian in order to have that um, 
in my opinion. But I just believe that whoever you believe your creator to be, that person or entity went well out of their way to make sure that you were here at this point in time, at the place that you are in, wherever you are, uh, with the abilities, the capabilities that you have, the talents, the knowledge, the experiences. Think about everything that had to happen for you to be right here, right now. I was thinking about that last night. I was thinking about how, um, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but how uh, part of the reason me and Jasmine are together is because one day I was out at a Chinese restaurant and I saw her birthday on the uh, little fortune cookie. And just think about everything that needed to line up in order for something that coincidental uh, to happen. And I say all this to say that whoever your creator is, that, that entity went out of their way to make sure that you're here. And I feel like it's a slap in their face to spend this time victimizing yourself, to spend this time acting like you're not powerful. Um, the reason I don't pay a, t a lot of attention to politics or the media, honestly, is because I personally feel that nobody but God has any type of power or authority over me. It's just a belief that I have that, um, and a lot of people may hate that I say this, but um, to be quite honest with you, there's no president in history that has ever made my situation better or worse. Like, and that's me being honest. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, certain uh, political figures uh, shouldn't um, conduct themselves in a different manner. But what I am saying is that, um, like, my none of them have changed my life in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Um, they 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 didn't teach me any skill that I would need in order to be successful. They didn't put any type of money in my bank account or in my pocket. Uh, they didn't save me from any of the mistakes that I've made. They didn't do any of that. So if you're one of those people that are waiting on some savior, I'm in my opinion, that savior died a couple thousand years ago. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, and you got you have one um and i think now uh whatever you do from this pandemic on is is just totally up to you i mean and we live in a there's world there's going to be crises like there's going to be more like yeah. more and more and more it's, it's not going to stop this is like yeah. a natural earthly thing yeah and i'm i'm and i'm going to be real with you i'm i'm extremely disappointed by the way that we handled ourselves in this crisis um as as a race a human race not uh you know uh ethnicity but a human race i f i totally feel like um we just didn't necessarily conduct ourselves in the best way um we we act like crisis is new to us like i think i said before about 3000 people died on 9-11 in that one place. 
and twice as many of that number were actually injured, probably critically injured. And the resilience that we showed at that time was one of the few times I can honestly say I was proud to, because I'm always proud to be me, but that was one of the few times I was proud to be in, in America, uh, an American in, in some sense, um, be, because even that was, that was a huge tragedy. And we handled that in a, in a very, well, I mean, you could argue that. I mean, in the best way time, we could. In the best way that we could. But what you, we, we, we came together and we were, we were united res- and we were resilient. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is we didn't close down the country. Like we didn't like, and, and for me, that was a show of, um, and, and you could argue that maybe it was dumb not to close the country down, but what that shows is, um, one, one of my favorite stories in the Bible, for example, is when, uh, Jesus is on a boat with all his disciples and they're in the middle of a storm and the boat is rocking like a lot because the storm is almost getting ready to tip the boat over, or at least that's what the disciples are thinking. And they're panicking and they wake Jesus up and they say, um, like, are you not going to do anything basically? And I'm paraphrasing because I don't know it word for word, but, um, are you not going to do anything? And then Jesus basically checks them and (laughs) basically say like, you know, where's your faith? Mm -hmm. And I think. And he also stopped the storm when he said, peace be still. Exactly. And I really do feel like this was a time where you can clearly see the people who have. This is a test of your faith. And and your peace and your Mm -hmm. peace. Like, you know. Uh, and I feel like I'm kind of lucky because I just went through so much stuff that the coronavirus was like, so you guys are going to give me a break? I guess I'll take it. <laughs> like, because, you know, when you... Like, the only bad thing yeah. about it for us right now is, like... I can't not, go to the movies. Right, that's the not only having thing anywhere to go, can't go out to eat. Yeah, like, that's literally <laughs> the only thing that I hate. And also, and you know, the one of our coffee shops kind of suck in sales because of it. But other than that, it's like, it's kind of the, you know, the only two downsides to it. I mean, the rest of it is total upside. You have ample opportunity. Think about like what, what we're all going to tell like our great, great grandkids. Like, you know, I survived 2020. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. But then again, it. but then again, those same grandkids are going to have access to information and they're going to be like, don't you think you probably overreacted a little bit? And I must honestly say, I didn't overreact. I didn't do anything. Um, I kept doing what I was doing before. But as a whole, maybe we did. Because, and and I think a lot of people get kind of upset thinking that, you know, I'm totally insensitive about this uh, virus thing. And that's not the case. It's just that the the aftermath of it is going to be so much worse than the actual virus and that's what i'm concerned about i'm i'm concerned more so about the lives that that is going to be lost afterwards um because when unemployment reaches 
double digits, that's not good for most people. Mm. It's just not. I mean, nobody wants to go back to the last Great Depression, right? But we we continue to overreact. We're just digging ourselves into a greater hole. Just yeah. the hole just keeps getting deeper. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, in conclusion, um, take responsibility, take accountability for where you were at when this happened and where you're at right now and do something about it. Don't sit there and victimize yourself. So that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you got as much value out of this as we did. Keep in mind, the only way we can improve is through constructive feedback. So remember to rate and review this episode. Also, you are not the only person that needs to know this super valuable information. So be sure to subscribe and share as well. Stay tuned for the next episode. And remember to always spread abundance. Peace.